0: And I messed up and I told a friend and she was like, Holly, I know you, you will get back up from this. You will learn. You're eventually going to defeat it. What I'm worried about is that the enemy is going to use this to shame you. Yes. And she said, do not let him do that. That is worse. And like that was such a perspective shift, you know, because it's right. Like it's one thing to fall down. It's another thing to be down and let shame Hold you down. Yeah. Like that's another level of discouragement and defeat.
1: Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson,
0: and Holly Girth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected.
2: So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together.
0: More Than Small Talk friends, this week we are doing an episode called Upsy Daisy. (laughs) So that seems pretty random, right? And it is. (laughs) So I, as we were doing show prep, I Googled to see if there is a minor holiday on June 8th, which is when this will air. And it turns out there's an Upsy Daisy day. It's not oopsie daisy, which I always thought, Yes, but Upsy Daisy. And this phrase came about in the mid-18th century. People would say it to children when they fell down as they were learning to walk. You would just say, upsy-daisy, and grab the kiddo's hand and snatch them back up so they could keep going. So in 2003, someone made this an official holiday for us to celebrate our mistakes and decide we're going to keep going. And I loved that concept. I brought it to Jennifer and Susie and they did too. So happy Upsy Daisy Day. This (laughs) is a day to say, yep, we all fall down and we all have the opportunity to get back up.
1: All right. So let's jump to a confession question. And I would love for you to ask this of someone in your own life. When have you had an Upsy Daisy in your life?
2: Okay, I have them all the time, but I'm thinking about <laughs> one where we were at Neighbors Mill. So it's Holly, Susie, and I. Um, I we're in this this. <laughs> um, this round circle booth, and everything's white and pretty and very Joanna Gaines in this place. <laughs> and I was going through something, and everybody was like, "How are you doing?" And I was like, "Life is messy, but I am not a mess." And just as I said that, I knocked over this huge thing of hot tea, yes. and it went all over the table. And I was like, strike that. I'm a total mess, you know? But it was what a funny moment for me when I was like, you know what? I'm okay. Things are messy. And then I was like, and then I made this huge mess. I'm in the middle of this booth and everybody's like having to clean up after me. It was quite the, quite the deal. Yeah, I, It was like, it was like, it was a jug. It was. It um, kept going, yeah, going it and going and going. And I had just sweetened it. It was the perfect mixture of like sweetness and the whole thing all gone. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes.
2: So I did something
1: this week is I
2: went back
1: to some old messages and I began to kind of read some of those old. Me- they were so bad. They were so bad. Like
0: messages you spoke? The
1: messages I wrote and spoke. And this oh. is like 10, 15 years ago. And I'm reading through, and there were some good ones in there, but there were so many, (laughs) awful. And I'm reading through, and I thought, I stood before people, and I spoke this, and and somehow God used that because I remember them. But it's interesting to me that I remember starting as a speaker and trying to learn everything that I could and sitting with other women and talking about it And fighting God like a tiger, like, Mm -hmm. this is not for me. This is for someone else. And yet these doors kept opening, like, not just in my area, but like I was traveling around the world speaking. And I think that the upsy-daisy was there in that God kept opening doors And I kept going through out of sheer obedience, not joy, not even an ounce of joy, (laughs) sheer obedience. And somehow God used that and continued to teach me to where there came a point where it was no longer just obedience, joy-led obedience followed. So... Yeah. yeah. But I deleted a lot of messages. Yeah. Week. Yeah.
0: I had a similar experience recently because I'm curating for a devotional. So I went all the way back to the beginning of my blog uh-huh. and I had this same. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like looking at, you know, pictures of yourself from high school with the bad bangs where yes. you're like, what was I thinking? Yes. But I also watched myself write my way into being a better writer. Yes, you know, same. like five years later, I was like, OK, now we're getting somewhere like that. It was interesting to watch like yeah. the process you know so i think it's common to say that's interesting hey. that we have this Yeah, <laughs> maybe i'm getting somewhere yeah. so i've started doing crossfit which i never in a million years thought i would do and my friend owns the gym she talked me into it my husband's very athletic and coordinated and things so he goes we go together but the other day we were doing stationary bike that's like the lowest key thing you can do it's safe like somehow I managed to get off tangle my foot into the pedal slash my shin open <gasps> with a stationary bike. I told my <laughs> husband and he was like you wrecked a stationary bike. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, I did. This is not easy. And I'm always the worst at everything we do in every class. And I often think, what am I doing here? But at the same time, I get back up and get back on the bike, or I pick up the thing again, or I hang from the bar for one millisecond longer, (laughs) or whatever the thing is. And over time, I'm like, okay, I think I'm making a little bit of progress Mm -hmm. here. But yeah, it's just been a very humbling, but interesting experience. And I feel like I do that a lot in life. Mm. You know, like I'm the one who is getting in my own way a lot of the time, like wrecking my own stationary bike (laughs) of my life. (laughs) (laughs) No one is doing it to me. But at the same time, I think that's just part of progress, right? Like that. It just is like whenever we're trying something new, Mm -hmm. we're awkward and it's Mm -hmm. messy and we end up injured in some way. And, you know, you just say, well, this is worth it. I guess I'll try again. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, on the way here today to the studio, I'm speaking um, tomorrow and I was going over the message that God had placed on my heart. This is kind of a crazy thing, but I'm I'm driving, I'm speaking it out loud. I'm inviting God into it. And I started crying because the words of the message had been so impactful in my own life mm. that I just couldn't help but think about how good God was. Mm. And not about the speaking part, just the goodness of God and being able to share that with others. And I think that's the, the part of upsy-daisy mm-hmm. that we don't understand sometimes. We don't understand that there will come a point that this thing that has been so hard, suddenly is a blessing Mm -hmm. and it's goodness, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, and I love like thinking about how he takes us on this journey. You're looking back over notes from years ago. And I can remember a time where I would look at my spills or my mistakes or my falls and just could not get over it. And I feel like now I'm getting up back up is a lot easier and not taking myself so seriously is so much easier. So how have you guys navigated those like oops moments where you're like, oh, my goodness, like I just did this in front of everybody or whatever. Like, how have you processed all of that? Yeah, well, I
0: think the opposite of upsy-daisy would be downsy-daisy, right? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, Like I've definitely been
0: downsy-daisy, you know, before. But I think it helps me to think about a kid falling down yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't say to them, oh, you're so uncoordinated. Why can't you get this walking thing down? Like, look around yeah. you. Everyone else is walking yeah. all the time, jumping, <laughs> leaping, like... You, sh- you know, and yet we can talk mm-hmm. to ourselves like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Why don't you have this figured out by now? Everyone else is, seems to be doing fine with their lives. And so I think first being aware of that, you know, negative voice, which we've talked about many times on here, mm-hmm. and then intentionally saying, no, like, I'm going to give myself the hand up the way I would a little kid who's mm-hmm. trying their best and just hasn't mastered whatever it is yet. You know, most things in life are skill, even things like relationships Mm -hmm. and communication and healing and things that we don't label a skill. I think they still are. And skills take practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we need to remember if I'm going to give myself grace learning to ride a bike or (laughs) making bread or whatever it is, writing, speaking, then I need to give myself grace when I'm learning the the skills of life, Mm -hmm. too. I want to pause for a moment and I hope you're enjoying our conversation. I feel like what I'm about to do right now makes me feel very vulnerable, which is talk about a book I wrote called You're Made for a God-Sized Dream. For me, dreaming is one of the most vulnerable things that we can do. So if you are in a season where God is asking you to take brave, hard steps, I would like to raise my hand and say, I would love to take those with you. And the way I can do that is through my book, You're Made for a God-Sized Dream. You can find out more about it through my site, hollygirth.com. I hope that you will check it out and let's get back to our awkward conversation.
1: I think there's a couple of things I would want to say. One is we're not going to be great at everything Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It really is. There are some things I, we talked about watercoloring and Holly and I went to a class together and it kind of sparked something in me. And the other day I was um, I've started doing it two or three times a week, just practicing and, and learning. And one of my grandkids came by and said, Oh God, wow. That's really good. And I immediately started to say, yeah, but I'm still learning this and this. I don't I don't. And I stopped myself because it it's I've got a long way to go and maybe I won't ever be great at it. But I have a lot of fun doing it mm-hmm. and that's OK. So that's one thing I would say is give yourself grace to to know that you're not going to be perfect at everything. And the second thing is, is. I know of people who say, I'm not good at that, so I'm never going to do it at all. Mm. Like, I'm not going to touch it. And I would say that putting our toe in to see what we're good at, or maybe what we like, maybe we're not good at it at all, but we just really enjoy it, Mm. is part of the process. It's giving ourselves permission to say, I'm going to try this, and maybe I'll hate it. If so, keep going. Maybe that's the downsy-daisy. We stay down in that area because it's just not something that we love. But if there's an interest or a spark to say, I'm going to give myself lots of room for there to be mess and awkwardness and learning in this. Okay. What about you, Jennifer?
2: I was just thinking about, like, even just visualizing painting and all of that, the clean slate. Like, we get to try again. And I yeah. think that that is always... um the um, optimist in me just says, well, I'll try again next time or tomorrow going to be fresh and maybe I won't spill my tea that day. <laughs> or maybe I'll write something and, you know, it'll be exactly what I need to say to someone's heart at that moment. But, you know, just to keep trying, keep going and never, ever give up. Um, just be determined to just Um, live your life and not be shut down in those areas when you have an upsy-daisy and you fall down and you make a mess of things yeah Yeah.
1: can i can i share and i think i've shared this before i remember standing outside the stage it was my job to help this speaker at this conference we were helping each other through the dark off the stage Mm -hmm. so i'm standing off the stage and this speaker who i admire and i won't say her name but she's fantastic And she's on the stage and she's speaking. And I'm just laughing because she's so funny and so great. And she comes off and we're in the dark and we're walking out. And she says to me, I think that was terrible. Mm. And I looked at her and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that was so great. That was so great. And she was like, you think so? Mm. I said, no, that was amazing. Like, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. That was beautiful. She said, well, there was a part where I just completely missed a chunk of it. And I said, nobody knew that. So I think that's part of it, too, is that we don't realize sometime, I go back to some of those early messages that I'm talking about. I'm looking at them with a critical eye 15 years later saying, uh, you know, but what if somebody walked away that day? And God and the Holy Spirit use that in a powerful way. And I'm looking on that and thinking, oh, well, I should never do that. Or maybe that was terrible. Maybe it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And you're just being too critical. Yes. Yeah.
0: And we're talking about doing this for ourselves. But how do we do this for each other? Like, what if it's someone else in our life who has fallen down and they need a
1: hand up? You know, you just put your hand and you pull them up. I mean, that's the thing is being aware. That this is something we all grapple with. Like I said, this speaker was top of the top speakers. And watching her come off, it really helped me a lot because I thought, okay, this is part of it. This critical voice that sometimes we bring in. And me being able to say to her, no, that was amazing. But sometimes to just see a woman, if you see the struggle to be able to speak into that and say, here's something that you just did or something about you. Pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. You know that? Yeah. And
1: chances are she might not know that.
2: Yeah. You've actually done that for me. I don't know if it was right at the beginning when we started podcasting. And I had one of those just off mornings. And I was really beating myself up as I was leaving. And Holly grabbed me and she said, I want you to talk to yourself like you would me on your way home. And I was like, Okay, hear you. And then you called me and I was on my way home. And it was just such a beautiful picture of God's grace and that I had two people that were in my corner that Mm -hmm. loved me and were not thinking about um, my mistakes that day or whatever I was wrestling with. They just cared about me. Mm -hmm. And so thank you both for doing that. I think that that's, that's the power and the beauty of showing up for women Mm -hmm. and being in their corner. So thank you for that. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think we've all done that for each other at some one point or another. I know. You know? We have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that we create a safe space. And mm-hmm. when I was going back through all those blog posts, many, many blog posts, <laughs> I found one that I, remember, I mean, it was years and years ago and I was struggling with something specific and I kept trying to get over it and I kept messing up. And it's something since now I don't I don't struggle with it anymore. But at that time, it was just like intense. I felt like I cannot beat this thing. And I messed up and I told a friend and she was like, Holly, I know you. You will get back up from this. You will learn. You're eventually going to defeat it. What I'm worried about is that the enemy is going to use this to shame you. Yes. And she said, do not let him do that. That is worse. And like that was such a perspective shift, you know, because it's right. Like it's one thing to fall down. It's another thing to be down and let shame hold you down yeah like that's another level of discouragement and defeat and you know toxicity and so that was such like an aha moment for me like yes get up try again keep working on this area that you're figuring out but in the process like don't let shame get a hold of you yeah and that was a powerful moment for me
1: don't you think that's important too though as we talk to others because how we choose to to give a hand up mm. is really important, too. And I, I find little redemption in shame or guilt. Mm-mm. I find, in fact, I find none. Mm. And so if that's a tool that maybe somebody used on you and you're tempted to use it to someone else to help them get a hand up, I would just say it, it has no value. It really doesn't using hope <laughs> seeing something in somebody else and giving them a way out of shame taking shame off off of their off of their back where it's holding them down and offering hope in its place is really powerful
0: yeah and research even shows that because we tend to act in accordance with who we believe ourselves to be yeah and shame tells us you are this Like you are your struggle. Yeah. And so it's actually we're more likely to act in ways we don't want to. Yeah. Because we act in accordance with who we believe ourselves to be. Yeah. And so I think sometimes maybe even in situations with like kids or, you know, it seems like or I've been in church settings where someone thought shame was a helpful tool. uh, And it's actually just not. It's Believing the best about people and calling that out in them, even in their worst moments, is actually far more powerful when it comes to transformation.
1: I think about Jesus with the woman at the well. And what he did, a couple of things. One is he just kicked shame in the face Mm -hmm. by saying, will you give me a drink of water? Mm -hmm. Listen, that broke every cultural rule that had to do with both women and with a fallen woman. Mm -hmm. And would you give me a drink of water? He's showing her that she has something of value to give him in that moment. But then this is the powerful part is after they talked, he says to her, "Go tell everybody in the village, Go tell them. And literally a revival started because God, Jesus, in the form of Jesus, saw in this woman that not only did she have something to offer him, but she had a story now to offer to others mm. that would draw them to him. And when I think about, I'm a Jesus follower, that's my example. Mm-hmm. Show her that she has something of value to offer. Yeah. The world to Jesus, to you, to, to to God Himself. And then give her permission, as Jesus does his work, to have her be able to share it with others and bring hope there too. It's just mm-hmm. I love Jesus. I do. <laughs> I'm glad to finally know that. Susie. <laughs> I just love how he treated women. Mm-hmm. I love his example of reaching out with hope rather than shame.
0: Yeah. Always.
1: Right. And the resurrection is like the
0: ultimate upsy-daisy, right? Right. Like, like yeah, we are going down. down. <laughs> no, back up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, as we as we kind of wrap up this conversation, I, I know that somebody's listening right now that maybe she's been downsy-daisy sounds so <laughs>
2: uh,
1: downsy-daisy for a long time. Like Sounds boop. like a southern dog name. It, <laughs> it does. So she's been down for a long time. If you could say just if we individually could reach a hand to her right now. What would we say to her?
2: God's not surprised by it. And God will use it beyond your wildest dreams. Um, I find he uses us in our broken places a lot more than we could ever have him use us by faking I'm fine or perfection. So let him use all of it. Redeem all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd say you're
0: not your worst moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's your current location. (laughs) But it is not your identity and not your destiny. Yeah, and get back
1: up try again that's what we
0: all do every day
1: yeah and i would say i would finish that by saying getting back up is courageous (laughs) it is brave and we are cheering you on as you do so and you are seen you are known and you're loved by god in ways and measures that you cannot even imagine and that's it for today's episode Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.